economics of detail. Hi, I'm Ivan. And I'm Nick. And this is the DIY Detail Podcast. This week, we want to bring to you something a little different. And this one touches not only the home user, the DIY, but also the professional detailer. It's interesting because every tool you use is an advancement from what it was before. Ivan, you were around before Rupes had all these fancy tools that they sell, uh, all these big names in the polishing game. Right. Uh, the, the trigger spray I'm holding now, the hose reels, like there have been so many advancements to make ergonomics better. And yeah. I wondered if we could start there and maybe help folks appreciate from whence we came. Exactly, and before we go Googling ergonomics, it is a mixture of the uh, Greek words ergon and nomos, which means the um, uh, ergon is the, the human body, nomos is work. Uh, sorry, other way around. Anyways, uh, basically... They're Googling now. <laughs> yeah, they're Googling, yeah, we've lost them all. Come on back, come on back. Anyways, uh, what it means is the study of the interaction with the human body in the workplace. And yeah, we're hobbyists, we're at home, you're still working on your car, you're still doing work. And it's all these little improvements, little things that you can do that when you're my age, you won't feel that bad. But if you ignore ergonomics in your 20s and 30s, in your 50s and 60s, you won't have a happy body. Why should we believe you, Ivan? Well, because I've had back surgery multiple times. <laughs> oh my gosh, and this yeah. guy knows how to be a minimalist, you're efficient, you do everything with a real intentionality. Like, the more we work together, I'm gonna fanboy a little bit here, like, I sort of watch you and I yeah. say, Ivan looks so casual and nonplussed, nonchalant. Whatever I mean there is that you don't seem like anything is stressing you out. And the way that no. I've detailed my, whole, detailed my whole life is like, and I move so fast and I'm so scattered and I'm slow. And I'm wondering, okay, how can I learn from you? Um, and you're not, not working hard. You work hard, you work smart, but I imagine that you had to get there by doing some things wrong. Right, well, no, actually I've been lazy my whole life. Okay. So, uh, and lazy in, in terms of efficiency. But when we're talking about detailing, there's a lot of things people do that are questionable. And you know, we'll start with basic washing the car. Standing on a tire, holding onto the roof rack to wash the roof. And I've seen that many times. That's a classic detail. Yeah. Or, you get up on the truck tires on the tread, and you hang on like you're Indiana Jones, yeah. and you're doing your thing. Right, or you know the uh, upside down bucket instead of a ladder, that's a really uh, a safe, safe one as well. OSHA loves that. Oh yeah, but forget OSHA. OSHA has great things going, and you know OSHA, I'm saying forget them, but in reality, no, you should follow everything they say. But for the home user, OSHA doesn't come into consideration at this right, point. Right, right. But that being said, there are a lot of things we can learn from OSHA and we can learn from professional detailers in the DIY realm. And like I said, a nice little stepladder. You don't need a big thing, a nice lightweight stepladder. When you're detailing your SUV to get to the roof or your pickup truck, safety first. Ergonomics, part of that is safety. Uh, the floor that we have in this shop, it doesn't accumulate water. You know, I, I did a video recently with a rag company and the Rag Company YouTube channel, they have a great YouTube channel, great educational channel as well. And they and their wash bay have a, basically like a, a kiddie pool. A reclamation you, mat? Yeah, yeah. A, a recon mat, a reclamation mat, but it's basically, think of it as a kiddie pool that yeah. you're doing the washing in. 
By the time you're done washing a car, you're standing in an inch of water. You're slipping and sliding all over the place. So that in itself is unsafe, but also it's uncomfortable. Your feet are wet. And it's things like that, you know, polisher. Well, the companies make the polisher so they're nice and easy to hold on to. But there's one feature every polisher has that I've seen a lot of professional detailers never use. And that is the trigger lock. So the trigger lock, when we're holding onto the trigger and we're pressing that trigger, what happens is we're basically locking our wrist and our forearm. So now our range of movement is limited and it's not as easy to hold the tool. And at the end of the day, we are stressed. But if we use the trigger lock, you just press that little button. Now the machine can be running. I can hold it with one hand. I can hold it up here. I can hold it back there. I can move with a lot more ease mm -hmm. because my arm isn't locked up. And the trigger lock, you know, as soon as you touch, it's released. Yeah, and there's a saying in photography as well, zoom with your feet. And the reason I say that is you can zoom, you can pinch your yeah. iPhone and get in there, but it's grainy, right? Um, and I worked in broadcast television and, and the, the camera guys, the photographers, the photojournalists, yeah. they're always taught, the good ones anyway, yes. um, to zoom with your feet. It's less lazy, right? You zoom with your feet. And the other thing I would say, and I'm going to come back to the trigger lock there is, yeah. can I see the polisher? Yes. That instead of a lot of this, move your feet. Well, actually, so, and maybe I'm wrong, but I always felt like when I was trying to polish oh, like no, this, no. right? Yeah. It was always easier if I just stayed in my section pass and then, and then win. And I always felt like if I could just keep my core kind of in a general area with the polisher, exactly. I felt like I was doing my whole upper body a favor. Right. And I was getting some nice core workout as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that was my little oh, random. No, but definitely, you don't want to go past your shoulder width. So, like Nick was saying, you don't want to reach over here. Not only is it hard on you, but your buffing technique is gonna suffer because now you're not keeping your pad flat to the surface. You've got a weird sort of stress on it. It's stressing your body. These things aren't light. They're, you know, six to eight pounds depending on the, the manufacturer. So you've got this weight at the end of your arms, all things like that. So if you're stretching, if you're doing something that you're not comfortable doing, don't do it. And we've seen people polishing paint and it looks like they're trying to smell the pad. So they're all bent over the car and they're like this. Well, stand up straight. You don't need to smell the polish on the pad. It doesn't smell that good. And I imagine it's probably not something that anyone should be breathing. No. Up close as you're ripping paint off of the car. Exactly. And you've got abrasives spent and you, I'm not saying that it's horrible or good for you. I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying the ergonomics make sense and when you're literally like heating up paint, it's coming off, you've got polish and there's some gases there that aren't eh, yeah. very good for and you. And there's, there's professional details using compounds that dust up and you're the, it's not a good idea to get that. Close no, to you paint. see their Instagram photos where it looks like they're, you know, like this close to the polishers that's going by. I mean, they look cool though. Yeah, but in reality, not cool. Stand up not straight. Cool. Stay within your shoulder width. Uh, trying yeah. to sit up straight for Ivan. Yeah. Um, look at this. We've got a trigger lock on this. Um, why do it's a it's a foam. What am I calling this thing? This is a pressure washer wand. It's a pressure washer wand. Trust or a trigger. Me. I know how they work. Yeah. I use them. I can wash a car. I just don't know all the <laughs> fancy names. But not only does this feel comfortable, it's got the lock. Now I know that's not necessarily like super advanced, but. 
But for it, safety and, and for comfort too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you, you know, you have some trigger, uh, trigger triggers. That's the word. Uh, pressure washer triggers that are very hard to squeeze or, you know, you're only doing it with two fingers because it's not shaped right. That one's shaped properly. An example, a great example we have, the sprayers on our bottles. So we're, we're using Tolco sprayers. And Tolco is a brand name, and they're very ergonomic. So they've got a nice long section here. So I can get three fingers on it, and it hangs nicely on my hand. So I'm not having to squeeze to hold onto it and pull the trigger. When I'm there, it's just a natural position. It's a natural feeling. I can't tell you how many people have reached out. And you know, we're so proud of the product line. Yeah. And they're sending me a DM on Instagram or an email, nick at DIYdetail.com, by the way. Yeah. Hey man, I love these professional grade sprayers. Right. And I'm amazed at like how people have responded to the stray the, the triggers. The right. Sprayers. You know, and it's just comfortable. The other thing, if you're spraying a lot, you can get carpal tunnel syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, doing this all day long, not exactly a good thing. So if you are detailing a lot, you might want to get some pump-up sprayers, like the IK sprayers. They do a great, or the Merrill-X, another brand. They do a great job of reducing the stress on your body. What would you say the best bang for your buck investment is, even if you're an at-home garage guy, in terms of wear and tear on your body? Because I have one that I loved. It's less reasonable than I remember it being. It's called the rack attack creeper and yeah. you have two knees and, a, and a, like a bicycle seat. And, exactly. But any kind of seat that you can roll around on if you're doing work in your garage seems to make more sense than trying to get down on your knees. Um, do you feel like I'm in the, in the right ballpark? Oh, definitely. First of all, if you're getting down on your knees, go to the hardware store, get some knee pads for construction workers. That in itself will make a huge difference. And when you're in your 50s, you won't be in line waiting for knee surgery because you've protected your knees. The rack attack is something I've been using for about 20 years. And it's R-A-C-A-T-A-C. So basically almost as it sounds. And like Nick described, it's a bicycle seat, five wheels, and two knee pads. It looks amazingly uncomfortable. It looks ridiculous, and they call it the Rack Attack Creeper, so it sounds like a ridiculous thing. Right. And when I got it in 2017, compared to what I checked on Amazon recently, it was a lot cheaper then. But I will tell you, it's still, it doesn't look good. No. It still functions perfectly. Mine's 20 years. I've, got, I've had the same one for 20 years. I've changed the bicycle seat on it two times, because it literally wore, I literally wore out the seat, and I changed the wheels once. But the frame is there. It's super adjustable. It's adaptable to you. If you've been around long enough, longer than this guy's been around, in the 80s, we had these office chairs that had no back to them. It was basically a board for your knees and a board for your butt with a bit of padding on it. Those put you in the proper position for your back, and it made your core support your back. So you weren't leaning over into your desk. The rack attack does the same thing. And we've got some little stools here in the shop that... uh, let me go get one while you... Uh... And they're not just in the shop because they're red and black. But no. I think that's a coincidence. They're and everywhere. Neither is that Milwaukee polisher that is red and black here <laughs> totally randomly. I think the, the color scheme, even Ivan has red shoes on. So I think we're all in. Right. But this is a blue and red uh, pressure washer uh, trigger. So I don't know about that. But... So these seats here... I don't think they can see you, Ivan. You may need to... Oh, yeah. A... No, no, we're good. So these little seats here, basically... They're available everywhere. They get you a little lower, 
but a lot of people sit on them the wrong way. We're gonna have to go zoom out for Ivan. There you go. Okay. We're back. Okay, come on in here, Nick. All right, this is a ridiculous wide shot. Yeah, I feel like I should be on. You keep talking, Ivan. Anyways, so these seats, people sit on them with their knees in front of them. And now your back is sort of round. They're not comfortable. There we go. Continue on, sir. So you're sort of sitting wrong. Now the way Nick is sitting on it, it's almost like the rack attack. If you put one leg behind, Ooh, it forces your back to be straight. Okay. So now, you're, at the end of the day, you won't feel like the hunchback of Notre Dame. I'm trying to stay, I feel like I'm posing for school photos. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. And you know, you can adjust the height of these. Oh, it's a nice move. Yeah. Uh-huh, yep, okay. But they're not, these are the least ergonomic stools you could probably get. But we've been, you know, making videos, cleaning cars, yeah. detailing in the DIY detail garage, as right. some might think we would be doing. And these are better than nothing. I mean, yeah, they're, they're definitely. pretty nice, actually. Oh, yeah. You well, know. you know, they're, they're but, no rack attack. No, they're not a rack attack. That being said, you'll probably see a rack attack showing up here one day soon. Uh, or two. But there are a lot of things you can do to increase your comfort. And if it feels like you're stretching, you're doing something, your body is going, no, it's not a good idea. Listen to your body. That's basically what ergonomics is. I can tell you some of the aches and pains I've had over the years, Ivan, but why don't you share with me some of the most common injuries you've seen in detailers who've been doing this a while? First of all, repetitive strain injuries. So repetitive injuries from trigger sprayers, from holding on to applicator pads, from holding on to the polisher too strong, that consistent injuries. Next, falling. Mm. We have hoses, we have cords, we have wet floors, we have people getting up on tires, on uh, running boards, hanging on for dear life and falling over. So that's another thing. Third, chemical damage. So really? hands that are burnt from chemicals, uh, skin damage from chemicals, sun cancer. For those of you that are mobile detailers, protect yourselves from the sun, the rays of the sun. Those are injuries that I've read about a lot, many times over the years that people have had consistently because they're not protecting themselves. You know, hey, we're young, we don't need uh, you know, protective eyewear, or I don't need uh, ear protection. Well, by the time those people are in their 40s, it's, what'd you say? Can't hear you. Because they've had this machine up against their ear for so long that they've lost their hearing, or the well, loud vacuum cleaner, or you know, whatever. Yeah, and I don't know what OSHA has to say about it, but I wore big noise-canceling headphones in my shop. Yeah, definitely. It just was so much nicer on my eardrums. Now, they're noise-canceling, so I may not, if I don't see someone's lips moving or see something in my peripheral vision, I may not see something coming. You know, maybe I don't hear some air compressor exploding. I don't know. But to me, it always made sense to wear not just the earbuds, but the noise-canceling headphones. Because, yeah. you know, the Rack Attack, um, sorry, the Master Blaster, they're both these old tools in my yeah. shop that still are amazing. That's why I yeah. kind of tied them together. But the Master Blaster is so loud, it's a, it's a heated air blower yeah. that, you know, some ear protection is certainly nice. Definitely. So, basically, we're saying protect yourselves. Protect yourself from chemicals. So, wear gloves. Wear a respirator when necessary. Wear eye protection. And don't do stupid stuff. 
I've done a lot of stupid things in my day. Yeah. Um, I've fallen over. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I haven't fallen off of a vehicle, but there was a, a friend of mine detailing who did. He got really hurt and he had to have hand surgery. Yeah. Wrist surgery. So it's a reminder. Man. Hmm. Just have fun detailing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's all I got to say about it. Exactly. Because that takes the fun out of detail. Right. You do that. Okay, what's the most reasonable investment someone could make in ergonomics or health in terms of their detailing experience? Like I said, start with a set of knee pads, some gloves, and eye protection and ear protection. Very inexpensive. You can get the whole kit for probably under 40 bucks at Harbor Freight. Yeah. Everything you need. And it's going to make your life easier. And if you've got a few extra bucks, I think, I don't know, at least 300 bucks last time I checked. I the rag attack, yeah. The rag yeah. attack. But next time you're cleaning floor mats, you know, with a drill brush, which is the drill was attached yeah. to your drill. Next time you're literally next to your car door, so you're trying to clean out a carpet on the front or rear door. Yeah. Um, you can use the rag attack and get inside of your vehicle. You can use the rag attack um, as you're polishing lower panels of paint. Like... Because it's lasted five years, and because we use it every day in the shop, yeah, I would say it's an awesome investment. Um, and you'll use it in your garage forever as well, even yeah. if you're not a pro detailer. And so. Rack Attacks was actually designed for flooring contractors mm. to install ceramic flooring. So it's designed to keep you as low as possible, and like you said, for detailing interiors, etc. Now, if you want to step up your game, in my shop, we use scissor lifts. Scissor lifts were great. And people thought, oh, that'd be great for polishing paint. No, they're great for doing interiors. The door panel is at face height. The carpet, I'm not bending over. I can lift the car up to the level where the carpet is just easy to get to and I can do all of that. So scissor lifts for, you know, those of you that are made of money, as, they, as the no, saying I mean, goes. There are some people out there who have a lot of disposable income. Oh, exactly. Who would consider getting a scissor lift. Do yeah. you have a brand? I know of some brands out there. Any suggestions no. on where to start? Do your own research, figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of different companies out there that make scissor lifts. You can find some on Craigslist, on uh, Facebook Marketplace sometimes that are very inexpensive. So you might need a bit of paint, things like that. But hey, uh, if you're not using it every day, they'll work well for you. Yeah. I think we got a good start on the ergonomics of detailing and, yeah. and how far we've come. Uh, maybe for the person out there who's grabbing their entry-level polisher, do you want to share a little bit about your experience with Porter Cable and the ergonomics of, of your polishing um, experience from a certain point to now? Yeah, so the, the Porter Cable polisher, when it first came out, was basically a round tube with a polisher, you know, the, the pad on the, the end. And I lovingly or not so lovingly call them a vibrator because that's basically all they do. They just vibrate. They're loud. Uh, yes, they polish paint, but there are better options. And there are actually less expensive options and there are more expensive options. You've seen us in other videos use a little handheld polisher, a little DA sander. That's basically what the Porter Cable started its life as. I was dual in, action sander. Yeah, dual yeah. action sander. I used to be an R&D in Porter Cable. So uh, that, you know, the Porter Cable that everyone uses in detailing sort of my fault. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyways, that being said, after that came out, came out the palm style dual action sanders. And they're actually a better fit for your hand. They're more ergonomic, they vibrate a little less, they're quieter, and they do the same job. So that's one little trick that you can save a lot of money and do a better job. Maybe Ivan can now be responsible for making the DA hand sander cool for detailing in terms of polishing because 
You put our yellow foam pad on there. It's so lightweight. Yeah. And you're just, you're just cleaning the paint. You're not going for deep defects. But since we've been messing around with this technique, not messing around. This is a very serious Trying. thing yeah. on people's beautiful cars, including your own. Right. But you know, it's very safe. You're not damaging the paint. And you can just give it a little bit of gloss, a little bit of pop yep. very quickly and with a super easy to access and hold tool. I think it's an awesome idea. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this. And if you've found any techniques that help you with ergonomics or polishing or life, leave them in the comments below. We love answering your questions. We love seeing your comments. So please leave them below and uh, I think we'll see you at the next one. Ivan and I talk every day and we'll text each other. Yeah. Hey, I got this comment. I think you'd be better to answer it. So, this is our life. This is our company. Yeah. We founded this thing. We want to, you know, continue the conversation with you and help you guys. So send your questions. We read them all and um, we're always happy to help. See you in the next one.